When I was a little boy, my brother, my older brother and I, uh, we would go camping with my parents. And it was always a fun trip. We would load up in our Volkswagen Vanagon. Remember those? Um, I think they're making a comeback. Um, but uh, we would load up in the Vanagon with all of our camping gear and we'd head out to the campground. And we didn't do this all that often, maybe a couple times a year. So we were novices at all of this. And it was just a, a kind of a trip of, of airs and humor. Um, we would get to the campground and before we could unload the Vanagon, my dad and mom had to go out and survey the campsite. Right, you've got to make sure that the tent gets put on flat ground, not so rocky ground, right? You've got to make sure that the uh, tent is facing the right direction so that the wind would blow through the tent rather than blow the tent over and get some air circulation. So there was a lot of intentionality and planning and um, strategic uh, viewing of all of this. And my brother and I would sit in the van again and just kind of laugh at my parents because, oh, I think it should go here, no here, and you know, that whole idea. And um, they had lively discussions on these great vacations we went on. And um, I guess they were tentative. They were tentative, yes, yes, until they were assured of where it should go. And um, the jokes get better, by the way, so. Um, and so, then it happened. My parents would come back to the van again and they'd pull out the tarp. And the tarp would be strategically placed and, and, and staked into the ground and then the tent would come out. Now, this was not your normal dome pop-up tent that we use today. Um, I've got one of those. They take about five minutes to get up. This was one of those heavy canvas, smelly, you know, I, you, can, you can taste the aroma right now, can't you, of what these tents were like. There were blue poles, there were green poles, there were red poles, and yellow poles. The red poles were the poles that went horizontally um, across the roof. So there was a lower roof and a high peaked pitched roof at the top. Why they made these tents this way, I have no idea, but they did. The yellow poles would go from the red to the, to, to, to the upper red to hold the roof together so that the sides would be elevated. And the green poles were in the front and the, the verticals, and the blue poles were the, the back verticals. Now, how I remember all of that is beyond me, but um, I think it was because my brother and I would sit there and watch my parents just you know, totally get after each other with trying to remember how it all went. Because after we went camping once with this tent, they left the directions at home, right? I mean, you do it once, you become an expert, right? So about after an hour of them yelling at each other and, and that kind of thing, the tent would be fully erected and it was there. And it became our dwelling place for the next three to four nights. And it was wonderful. You could stand up in it, and it was this huge, huge tent. And we had our sleeping bags and everything else in there. Why we couldn't just sleep in the Vanagon was beyond me, but um, I've never asked my parents that. If you're listening today, why? Why couldn't we sleep in the Vanagon? Um, Jesus has come. And we're reminded in the gospel passage today that Jesus makes a dwelling place. Jesus pitches a tent in our life. And that tent is full of grace and truth. 
And it's a tent that we should know how to put up and take down. It's a tent that doesn't need any directions um, that are, that are uh, written down on paper, for we should know Scripture so well that we know who Jesus is. That Jesus is the light, Jesus is the truth, Jesus is grace, Jesus is a dwelling place. And that dwelling place is in you and me. We carry that tent with us. We are the tent of God. And God has made his home in us through the birth of Jesus Christ. Now Christmas is not over. It is not over by any means, and it doesn't just start and end on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. It actually goes on for 12 days, the whole season, and I think we're given a whole season um, of Christmas tide to actually understand how we take the birth of Christ, the incarnation of God, into our lives and make that tent a dwelling place in us so that we then can live out the incarnation of God every single day. We have 12 days to make this a habit, to be intentional, to be purposeful, to get clear out the rocks of our life, to actually erect the tent and to put it up and to actually be filled with the light of Christ, an eternal light that gives glory to all in the house, the eternal grace and love that never goes out. You see, Christmas doesn't end on the 12th day either. Christmas continues over and over every single day of our life. For it's with the incarnation of God that we can ultimately have the crucifixion, the resurrection, and the ascension. If God never came in human form, the other things would never have happened. This is an important moment for us to recognize that the tent of Christ, the dwelling place of Christ, is in your heart and in your life. It is then that we realize that the hope of Christ can erase hopelessness. The love of Christ can erase fear. The, the grace of Christ can, can erase all those mo- uh, notions of, of judgment and, and anger that we might have. The, the notion of, of righteousness of Christ can erase sin. And ultimately, the light of Christ can erase darkness darkness forever. The greatest moment of camping was when we would all huddle into the tent at night and we would hang the lantern from the top of the tent and and this small little lantern would illumine the whole space as plain as day. And it was a reminder to me that how this little baby, Jesus, can illumine the whole world and can enkindle in us a light that will never go out, a light of love and grace and peace and hope and joy, a light that we are to share every moment of every day with the world. Yesterday, I was at Sidewalk Saturday, and um, a good friend of mine, Angel, who is one of the folks that we serve every week, came up to me, and he had a little extra pep in his step. And I said, you know, Angel, what's, what's going on? You know, you're, you're really happy today. And not that he's not happy every, every Saturday, but he was just happier. And I was like, you know, what's happening? He's like, well, Jesus is born. You just told us that, you know, because we have a little message. And I'm like, well, good. I'm glad you were listening. That's great. And um, he was like, you know, Jesus is born. There's joy. There's hope. There's peace. And I, he goes, I really feel that here. 
And that warmed my heart, so much so that I began to sing, Angels We Have Heard on High. It's a joke, y'all. Yeah, his, his name is Angel, remember? Um, and he just smiled at that. He laughed. He thought that was great. And then I looked at him, and, and he had all brand new clothes on. And I said, man, you're looking good. Where did you get those clothes? He said, Justin, I got them here last week. I'm like, well, I don't think they looked that good when you took them off the rack. And he said that he went home and he shined the brand new shoes, new to him. They looked brand spanking new. He took the jeans that he had gotten the week before and he had pressed them and he had pressed the shirt. And he said, I wanted to dress up to come to my church. And there he was standing in front of me looking like a million bucks and feeling like even more. Angels we have heard on high, sweetly singing o'er the plains, and the mountains in reply echoing their joyous strains. Glory, hallelujah. Christ, the newborn king, is born. The light of the world shines upon us, and angels will appear where you least expect it, and will transform your life and build a tent in your life so that the light of Christ can be eternal to all who receive it. May you continue to be angels, angels to those around us without being even aware that we're doing it. May we continue to receive angels into our hearts and into our lives, that we would create a, a dwelling place for them that is filled with love and grace, peace and truth and joy. For that light that Christ has given us transforms the world. May it be so. Amen.